So here we go. Moving on to other topics. I want to get your takes on the 2023 College Football Hall of Fame class. We got Eric Berry of Tennessee, Michael Bishop, Kansas State, Reggie Bush, Dwight Freeney, Michael James, Luke Keckley, uh, Jeremy Macklin of Mizzou, one of my personal uh, favorite underrated college players, Tebow, of course, and uh, Brian Westbrook, and Mark Richt. Any thoughts? Ryan, why don't you start? <laughs> One of those names. One of these things is not one of your favorites and least favorites of college football history. Rick Tebow and Rick. Why? I can't believe I, I don't know. I I'm baffled by a guy who was like trice on the tarmac to get into the hall of fame like this. This is just, it's shocking to me. And I don't have the words. I'm just glad that Tebow is going to be there to bless everybody and say a nice prayer. We'll be good to go. The key Reggie to Georgia Bush becoming the best team in America was just simply firing Mark Richt. That's all they had to do. Question. If you're going to put Mark Richt in, then is there a spot for Larry Fedora next? Because I think Kirk Ferentz like, needs to be in there if, like, yeah, you know, like coaches who get all the NFL talent but underachieve. Like those are the top two names of all coaches I can think of. It's Rick and Fedora, one and two. There, get Clay Helton in there. Like Larry Fedora went six and six and had twelve players drafted. <laughs> <laughs> like the best ever. <laughs> Mac Brown's been continuing that legacy. There's just something in the water down there. Julius Peppers went two overall, and I don't think they made a bowl game. Mac Brown's going to have three starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's like seven and five every year. Here's North Carolina football is actually the best. Sorry, go ahead. Of all the guys going to the Hall of Fame, though, the one I'm most excited to actually see go in the Hall of Fame and actually to physically see him because I haven't seen him since he like left college is LaMichael James. Like LaMichael James was so awesome and so important to like the turnaround and like not the turnaround, but like the explosion of Oregon, you know, everyone gives chip all the credit. It was LaMichael James. That dude was just solid as a rock. Good dude. Never got in trouble. Team leader. Like I love LaMichael James, dude. I'm so excited to see him go uh, in the hall of fame and if he was leaving college right now, he'd be like a first round pick because he can be considered a receiver and a running back. And a guy like him is super valuable. Like James Cook went in the middle of the second round. He's better than James Cook was. They would know how to to use him now. They didn't know how to use him when he went to the pros. Yeah. Put Michael James on this frigging Chiefs team instead of Pacheco. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Same dude, even scarier. All right. I've in this conversation, I've lost track of all the other topics I wanted to talk about. NFL refing was on there, but I feel like we've covered that. Are they just get worse every single week? My new, my new thing is that I don't even blame the refs anymore. It's the rules. The whole NFL rule book needs to be revamped from scratch. Um, as we've said, holding, should not be a penalty unless you tackle a guy or you like choke him out from behind or you literally knock him to the ground. That's the only holding 
I don't want to see any ineligible man downfield penalties ever again. I don't give a shit that the guy in the chiefs lined up three feet off sides. Like that didn't affect the play at all. As a bills fan, I love it because the bills usually get screwed by those and it's nice to see them win one, but that's the sort of thing that doesn't affect the game. And you know, refs really shouldn't be interjecting them that way. Pass interference is out of control. Uh, if an underthrown deep ball, you should be able to tackle the receiver. Like that should turn into a game of uh, 500 and you should be able to just do whatever you want. Cause that's on the QB, not on the defensive back. Uh, you know, defensive holding should only be a penalty if it impacts the play. I mean, I can think of more. I'm all for the ones that protect the protect guys from catching the energy. Like I don't want guys diving and hitting quarterbacks helmet to helmet and that stuff but all the other ticky tack stuff needs to be rewritten and go completely. Ryan, are the bills going to win the super bowl as the seven seed? Um, it's shockingly kind of in play there. I think it is. Well, here's the thing that people aren't talking about either. The year that they had the, the 13 second season, you know, that year, mm-hmm. what was their record after 13 games? It was seven and six. It's the same thing. Like they were seven and six and then they won out the whole rest of the year until they got to that chiefs game, which they also should have won. So like it's in them and everyone else is hurt. So if this was college football, they'd be the two seed because they have the healthiest quarterback right now. So in college football terms, yes, the Bills are the two seed right now and have an inside track. You guys want to give a Super Bowl pick at this moment of the season, Dan? San Fran over whatever shitbag AFC team shows up because they're all bad. It's the worst AFC I've ever seen in my entire life. Steelers, your Steelers bad. are going to sneak in. They're bad. Um, they're all bad. I mean, the Bills tried to lose that game, I swear. they were, That was terrible. Terrible coaching. Just awful. I don't know if the Bills can hold it together that many weeks in a row. I don't trust Lamar. Don't the Chiefs are a fraction of themselves. Miami's fraudulent. There is no Burrow. Jacksonville's not getting it done. I don't know who's coming out of the AFC. Whoever does is getting blown out in the Super Bowl. That's all I know. So, so be it. Is it possible that Sean McDermott will rally his team to the Super Bowl? Be the first ever, uh, not the first ever, but like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, will his 9-11 speech actually work in the end? It's possible. We haven't had a show in a while, so we haven't talked about that, but uh, that's just pure comedy. And I don't believe that anybody actually is upset by that. Good point. Here's a fun little Bill's Niners tidbit for you guys brock purdy's high school coach here in gilbert arizona was also ryan fitzpatrick's brother's high school coach in gilbert arizona uh so i was listening to a podcast with fitzpatrick and he said that uh yeah he said his brother's high school coach was also purdy's coach and he's like the stories I've been hearing about Purdy since he was like in 10th grade, he's like, it's like legendary out here in Gilbert. He's like, people like have been talking about that guy for so long. And it's like just amazing that he finally got a chance to put it together. 
which brings us full circle to me two years ago on Take the Points, predicting Iowa State to make the playoff because of Purdy and Brees Hall, which I will continue to put Matt Campbell on my shit list every year until he's fired for that because it's clearly they had the talent. Well, that brings me to my next topic, which is uh, some coaching changes since our last show, Ryan. Is there anything that's worth covering? Not really. Um, I'd say the most disappointing to me was the Troy coach leaving to take uh, what the Tulane job. That's a lateral. That's that's. I don't like that at all. I think the Troy coach is better than that. I think he could have held out and waited. I don't like that. T- I don't like that at all. That bothers me that he left and took that job. All right. Uh, next question, Dan, Ryan, whoever, a lot of good quarterbacks in the portal and a lot of teams, especially in the sec who really could be good, but really need a quarterback. So you want to make any predictions on where some of these high ranking quarterbacks are going to go. Your Cam Wards, your Pot, well Pavia, who knows? But like, like, Cam, what would make sense for yeah. different guys to transfer to? Cam Ward, Miami. I feel like they're going to throw him a bunch of money to go to South Beach. There are some rumors that Washington's going to take Will Rogers, which I do not want whatsoever. I hope that's not going to happen. That's um, bad. Very. Um, DJ, Al, I mean, I, I'm not sure on DJ. Um, I don't know, Ryan, any thoughts on any of this? It's, it's not great. Yeah, I'm not really sure. It's still pretty early. Um, there's some interesting ones. McCord potentially to Nebraska. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. McCord and... Uh, Julian Fleming, which is interesting, the, the you know third wide receiver on Ohio State, but could be a number one almost anywhere else, also went to Nebraska for a visit. So it's possible the two of them could transfer there together, which actually might make Nebraska borderline a bowl team. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here, Tom. Six and six. Okay, Tom, I have a segment here for us because we joke about this all year on Take the Points that your Spotify is a mix of your music and your kids' music. I need you to pull out your phone on air and I need to, I need to know your Spotify wrapped oh, no. top, top five artists on your Spotify wrapped. I need to know this, Tom. All right. Uh, I have, I have not looked at this myself, so this will be live for all of us. I don't even know how to get there. How do you, how does one get to Spotify wrapped? It's just open Spotify and it's like, should just be right there. Well, I don't see it. If it's, if it's not, then at the top, if you scroll across with your, it'll, you'll see wrapped be the last one where it's like, all music, podcasts, audiobooks, and then it says wrapped. Okay, not as bad. <laughs> okay, I'm I click the wrap, but it gives me top artists. It's really it's it's not as bad as you would think. I guess I've played less kid music than one might think. Um 
top artists are, uh, you can tell it's mostly my daughter listening or me listening to nineties mixes, but it's, uh, Gaslight Anthem, Oasis, Third Eye Blind, Taylor Swift, of course, and Pokemon music. <laughs> That's what my son loves. He loves Pokemon. This is, uh, this is one you guys will have no idea about, of course, but they make, uh, you probably don't know anything about Pokemon, but it's all these characters. And apparently on Spotify, they make Pokemon rap battles. So it'll be two Pokemon characters, you know, rappers representing the two Pokemon characters rapping in a voice that resembles the character doing dissing the other character about stuff that happens in this show or games. So it'll be like, you know, your, your electric battles weak. And so my son loves Pokemon rap battles. He gets into it too. Like he picks who he thinks won the diss tracks of each one. Okay. So that's I, what's I going purchased- on in our household. I purchased some Pokemon stuff this year for Christmas for the nephews. So I know it's, it's big again. Pokemon is like, I've, I never knew anything about Pokemon until like the last year. It goes so deep. There's like a thousand Pokemon characters. They all have like four stages of their evolution. And my son knows all of this. The way I knew like nineties rock lyrics or, you know, whatever, he knows all of it. You can name a Pokemon. He knows all the evolutions. He knows what you need to do to achieve the evolutions, what type of Pokemon, what their moves are. Imagine what you knew, Dan, about Mortal Kombat, but instead of like 16 characters and you know all the left, left, you know, back, back, forward, forward, all that shit. He knows it for like 300 characters. It's uh, impressive. It's, hopefully he's building some kind of like memorization or learning skills for the future, because if he just learns this and it doesn't translate into anything, this will supersede your skill, Dan beating uh, Mario three in like eight minutes as the most uh, impressive skill that actually doesn't help in real life. It still helps in real life. I don't know what you're talking about. Was it Mario one or Mario three? You could beat in eight minutes. One. Okay. Yeah. It was like watching you beat Mario one in under 10 minutes is one of the most impressive things. And it doesn't really translate to anything in real life. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everything you have today is a direct result of your dedication and skill to finding the right tubes. Uh, completely unrelated. I was just scrolling through an NFL mock draft for fun. Uh, Shout out to our Washington Huskies. They have um, edge rusher Braylon Trice going 12th overall to the Saints. We have Roma Dunze going late first round to Kansas City. Not good for anybody. No, no, No. we got to stop that. We must stop that. that. I saw a mock draft the other day that had had, – Brock Bowers going to the Bengals. I'm like, oh God, no. Uh, oh, that's no. that's better the though, because they're gonna lose T. Higgins. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah, just bring him in. Um, and then their so, offensive lineman uh is going 37th overall. So there you go. Three Washington players gonna go top 35, but no one, but you know, it's the it's that Pac 12 team that nobody talks about. I don't see Michigan with three in the top 35 or Texas. Just put that Speaking out. of Rome, Dan. 
what you kind of mentioned uh, a while back has now been confirmed officially, but he um, punctured a lung against Arizona state and was in the hospital all night and uh, didn't miss a game and has been performing at a high level ever since we know that Penix was injured. This is the one thing that scares me about Washington is that they seem to have all these like fairly significant injuries that the guys just kind of play through or downplay. I, mm-hmm. I believe Dylan Johnson was not a hundred percent for the off. last few. They're, they're so lucky to get a month off right now. Like they got some players back against Oregon, especially in the secondary. Um, but to get Johnson back to a hundred percent and Rome back to a hundred percent and Penix back to a hundred percent, they're going to bring, can you, can you imagine we have back? Oh, everyone's fucked. We haven't seen this team at a hundred percent since week four. Since, since Michigan state, that's the last time. And they shut them out and we're we're up six touchdowns early third quarter. And I know Michigan state's not great, but that's a road game and Michigan state still had hopes, but watch out. This Washington team is fucking loaded. Like this this is how I know again, NFL fan who watches college versus true college fan. Uh, I'm way more excited for Washington, Texas than Alabama, Michigan. Same. Can't wait. I'll be over Ryan. Don't worry. Okay. And, and I also feel like, I feel like, uh, the, uh, sports, no the sports machine is going to find a way to make Texas the favorite and hype them up to the point where, they are um, the favorite. I mean, they're already doing it, but I feel like it's going to get ridiculous to the point where everybody's picking Texas, except us, the three what of us should get vote? to split one vote. Yeah. Okay. So let's end there. The Heisman. I get why Jaden Daniels won, but no, come on, man. no, I don't. He scored half his stats against three garbage teams. Against his two hard games on the calendar a year against Bama and Florida State, he had three combined touchdowns in those two games. He put up 20 touchdowns or whatever against like Grambling, Army, and Georgia Southern or whatever. Like it, It's a total joke. He lost three games. Uh, it, it's an absolute robbery. That's exactly what it is, a total robbery. Um, it should have been Penix one. Daniels two, and then take your pick for three. I'd put Roman Dunes a three, but I know you can't have two Washington players. You know who I would put at number two behind panics, Jordan Travis, because it's pretty obvious right. how fucking valuable he was. Yeah, you're right. It's panic. You're right. It's, that's the correct answer, but no, uh, horrible. There was this guy who covers uh, football, uh, softball, and like basketball for LSU who has a Heisman vote and he voted uh, um, Daniels one, two, he had Bo Nix and three, he had uh, JJ McCarthy and he wrote an article explaining why. Yeah. He's trying to hurt panics. And he said like Washington squeaked by and panics wasn't himself and said some stuff. And like the Washington mob on Twitter fucking destroyed him. Just like, a hundred times worse than I got hit by the Oregon fans. Have you heard but any apologies, so Dan, from the Oregon fans? No, but I did send a couple tweets that night out to my haters and said, <laughs> and quoted um, Rashid Wallace. I said, good game. Both teams tried hard, man. <laughs> I wrote the same line to all of them. Oh, they did not like that line when I wrote that. Oh, man. Followed by the shush emoji, which probably... <laughs> Made it feel a little sarcastic. So uh, every reply I wrote back was the same. Good game. 
<laughs> Both teams tried hard, man. With that, oh, they got mad. At oh me my for that. god, I got blocked. I'm thinking Thanks, about. Guys. I'm thinking about Bye. as my New Year's resolution becoming a um, nobody believed in me guy in 2024. It'd be my first ever like negative New Year's resolution, but yeah. it just seems to work so well for everyone who does it. So I'm thinking that uh, maybe that's the way to succeed in business and life to just uh, take everything as a personal slight and pretend that nobody ever believed in me or supported me. What do you guys think about that I, approach? I love it. Do it. hundred percent. All right. I'm, uh, I think that's going to be my new year's resolution. I'm on board, Tom. All my new year's resolutions in the past have been positive things like good life changes, or they've been stupid things like eat more chips. This is going to be the, my first negative one. And watch me if if uh, a year from now I talk to you guys and I'm a successful business mogul, you'll know why, because of my made up slights. I love it, Tom. Good job, Ryan. Anything you want to add? I think I'm out of my topics. I'm good. All right. Thank you all for listening and for listening to this long episode or bonus episode, whatever it ends up being. Next week, we'll be back before Christmas with part two of the Bowl Game Spectacular. Part three will come uh, just before New Year's, so plenty more to come, and we'll get into some much better games in the future. So stay tuned. Good night.